Hi, I'm Cameron. And I'm Emily. I've never read Twilight before. And I've read the books too many times to count, but now we're reading them together. Welcome to Unbitten, a journey through the Twilight series. In this episode, we'll be covering chapters 15 and 16 of Twilight. shit we have to do this now i know i'm like how do we how do we record how do we start this we haven't done this in so long and i have to scroll all the way back up because i was like down at the end of chapter 18 oh my god so much oh my god there's so much okay i'm here i am (laughs) okay hi everybody welcome back to episode nine we're back after a slight hiatus in recording, so we're very excited to talk to each other, which means this yeah. might be a long one. <laughs> but talk to each other on these nice brand new microphones. Oh yeah, should I get up and do some ASMR? <laughs> get some nice lip noises. This hurts microphone. me. No, <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, I'm done. <laughs> Stop. I hate mouth noises. Um, well, you just did them to me, so you can't complain. I know, You're legally I, I not really allowed. can't complain. Basically, we got new microphones, and we're a little bit excited about it. Yeah, um, so... Just a little. <laughs> hopefully, we sound better, but you also might get, like, 25% more mouth noises now. So sorry about that. <laughs> Oops, all mouth noises. <laughs> all um. mouth noises. My mic literally arrived in the mail today. So, like, as soon as that happened, we were like, okay, let's record again. Because we were yeah, tired of I've... recording and recording and recording with subpar audio for our, what, 15 <laughs> listeners out there, our dedicated <laughs> audience. I mean, hey, they are dedicated, and that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, yeah, now we have fancy new mics, and we can record again, which I'm just so excited about. Um, but I do want to get, I want to dive in. I want to swan dive into this lake of sexual tension right Oh now. my god, what a freaking metaphor. Thank you. I mean, that's basically what, like, half of this first chapter that we're reading is. Yeah, I guess we'll so. We'll get there. Okay, we'll get so there. Uh, diving right back into our favorite <laughs> book, Twilight, chapter 17. Um, well, don't say that. <laughs> Okay, I don't want that like memorialized. <laughs> yeah, I don't want people like m- like I don't want that written down or like recorded on audio where people can hear it that, <laughs> and use it as evidence. Book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so chapter seventeen, the game, the game that we've all been waiting for, the famous baseball scene. Yes, I'm very excited about this. Um, I didn't realize that they were going back to Bella's house first, and I got really confused. And the thing is, the more I think about it, I mean, I guess that she wanted to tell Charlie when he got there, but I'm just thinking, like, it's it's so pointless. Stephanie Meyer clearly wrote this so that they could have this interaction with Billy Black. Like, that's the only reason why this, and, like, to get, like, I guess Edward and Charlie to meet each other. But, like, it just felt really unnecessary until I realized that it was for plot purposes, if that makes sense. No, that's a uh, that's a really good point. I also got confused. I was like, wait, I th- why are they going to back to her house? I thought they were going to play baseball. I don't remember this. Uh, it did take me a second <laughs> to figure out what was going on. So yeah, it just it was just a really roundabout way of them being like, oh, like let's have this confrontation, which is the confrontation that we probably expected back when the chapter what was it complications was it- when they first showed. Yeah, or- <laughs> Yeah, or like, yeah, or like the confessions chapter, that Mm. also would have been um, 
a good time. But no, we have everything happening all at once within two chapters. <laughs> Welcome to Twilight. Strap yeah, in. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. I know. I feel like I'm finally like entering Twilight, even though it's been happening for 16 chapters already. <laughs> so yeah, to so, jump into it, um, Edward and my, Bella arrive back. Yep. And my first note is, bro, can Billy Black chill? Because... <laughs> They, we are two paragraphs into this chapter. They come back to Bella's house and Jacob and Billy Black are sitting underneath Bella's porch in the rain. <laughs> Just waiting. Like, yeah. It's so creepy. It's really like, this is what I expected from complications. Like I, I forgot when we, back when we read that chapter that this wasn't going to happen till later because I really thought that was going to be the confrontation that happens here. And I was like, oh, that's weird. It didn't happen. Okay, I guess it's later. I, I don't know. Um, and so poor Jacob is dragged along with him because Billy's in a wheelchair, miserable. so he can't drive. So in order right. to come here, he'd had to get his son to bring him here in the first place. My God, that makes so much sense. I was wondering why he was so, like, mopey. And I was yeah. like, is it because of, like... Bella and Edward being together but like maybe it's also because he just didn't want to be there in the rain <laughs> like well yeah the kid's making this like confrontation and he's like oh my god my dad my dad made me drive all the way out here just so he could like go inside drop off some fish and be like can you get a picture from the trunk oh it's not there I guess it's time to go home like <laughs> this is what Jacob's experience of this interaction uh, is <laughs> yeah for sure so when they park, Edward says this is crossing the line, and for once, I strongly agree with him because mm. I, so I do see that Billy is clearly trying, like clearly he seems genuinely concerned, but it absolutely feels like he's overstepping. Like, yeah. even, I mean, of course, I don't know everything he knows, but like the general implication is that you know he is was maybe they're a werewolf somewhere and he knows that the Cullens are vampires or are just bad in some way. And so he has, might have a legitimate reason, but like still it's not his life. It's not his yeah. kid. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. It very much is overstepping some boundaries here. Um, funny though, that, um, so I did want to point this out is when they came uh, Bella says, oh, I'm guessing he came here to warn Charlie. Luckily, Charlie's out fishing, so he's not even around. And uh, Edward says, you know, it's probably best for Bella to deal with this, which is another good choice, Edward. And then he says, be careful. The child has no idea. First of all, hilarious that he's calling Jacob a child, because I think that's literally your reaction, too. Of like, oh, my God, he's 15. This is a child. Yeah, it's like that. It's like that vine. <laughs> A child. A child. No. no. <laughs> yeah, it, Edward saying a child and Bella saying no because she's like, he's not that much younger than me. <laughs> and he he just laughs and goes, oh, I know. Yeah, but then this makes me, the him calling him a child is making me be like, hmm. Like, is he too yeah. young to start becoming a werewolf? I don't know. I'm like... Like, why does he call him a child specifically? Is it, is the, do like werewolves have a different like aging process where they don't start turning and therefore they don't learn about their identity till later in their life? Well, it does say that the child being Jacob has no idea about this whole, whole thing. So yeah, clearly, he clearly knows like the stories, but, but yeah. doesn't believe them. 
So there's kind of your answer there. Because you did ask way back when he was telling them, like, how come he's treating this like such, like, a, just a scary story? Well, yeah. he doesn't believe them. Yeah, I'm curious to find out about, like, the aging process of werewolves because... I know way more about, like, like vampires. Clearly, like, it's, like, the lack of age. Yeah. Um, but I have no idea really how, like, what werewolf lifespans are generally and also within this fiction. So I guess we'll find out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so the, she goes inside and Edward says that he'll be back later to uh, pick her up. Um, and Bella is just trying to act chill as fuck, like... <laughs> Oh, hey, what's up? Sorry, Charlie's not here. Uh, you know, like, come inside, though. Get out of the rain. But she knows, like, literally Billy's just, like, waiting for the chance to, you know, drop some drop some smack down on her or something. Bella suddenly gets really good at dodging questions. Mm-hmm. Like, I never thought her to be the, like... I mean, she's not yeah, yeah, particularly she's not smooth good... at it, but, like, she's... No, she's not a good liar, though. Like, that was kind of her whole thing I feel like we've seen up to this point is she she's not like a, a liar she's pretty I don't know shifty <laughs> uh, weird line is uh, as she like lets them into the house she's double checking that you know Edward is gonna leave cause basically he's gonna run home uh, so he's like <laughs> oh like make sure they're not watching bring them inside so I can run and she says she allowed herself one last glance at Edward he was waiting perfectly still his eyes solemn. And I don't know why this image struck me, but I just laughed at it because I'm like, why did I picture, like, the image of, like, Slenderman standing alone in a forest and, like, watching you waiting to attack? I don't know. That's... It was just, like, this weird, like, he's just standing there, like, I'm watching. That's that's really funny because um, what I picture is, like, like, Kylo Ren in the rain where he looks, like, kind of oh. melted. <laughs> another great reference because <laughs> like i because it's raining and he's just standing mm-hmm. there isn't he he's just standing out yeah, there in the he's rain he's just standing there that's <laughs> what i mean it's so weird <laughs> and i mean i think in i don't know i watched star wars once and didn't retain anything um but like he's more expressive there but i still get the image of like the sopping wet hair like sticking to your mm. face and like you're just it's whole, very whole droopy <laughs> It's very dramatic, like, emo boy um, aesthetic, I guess. I know, like, step under a tree, goddamn. <laughs> anyway, Edward's being a weirdo, but I guess we have Classic. to get used to that. Classic Edward. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bella gives away that uh, Charlie is fishing, and Billy takes that, and he gets a gleam in his eye, like, oh, don't know the usual spot? Yeah, I might try, might try and stop by and see him. Like, my god, he's so determined to, like say like i don't know some shit about the cullens that he's like oh i'm gonna go follow charlie down to where he's fishing i know it's really weird and also clearly i don't i don't know exactly what he wants to say to charlie but bella is just like dude let me tell my dad i have a boyfriend Mm -hmm. instead of someone else telling him because that's what she's afraid of it seems and maybe she recognizes that billy might have more to say than that and that we know that he doesn't like the cullens generally but Bella like, is, like, so valid. She's, like, like when in her perspective, she's just, like, I want to be able to tell my dad and have that conversation so it doesn't seem like I'm sneaking around him. Because, as we see later, his reaction is already weird enough with her just straight up telling yeah. him. So imagine if you heard from someone else. Like, that would be terrible. Mm-hmm. I totally get her. Yeah, that's, it's completely, like, the ball should be completely in her court. It is not up to Billy to be, like, by the way, like, 
I don't think the Cullens are very good for her and your daughter's dating one, just so you know. Like, that is so intrusive. Um, yeah, so he sends Jacob out to the car with some fake errand of like, oh, look for a picture of Rebecca with Jacob's sister or whatever. Which is weird, too, because I'm like, his sisters are both older than him. Like, that's just like, here, have a picture of my adult daughter. <laughs> I don't know. It's not like a child. It's not like, oh, like, you know, here's my three-year-old. Like, I thought you'd like this cute picture. Um, anyway. Yeah, that's, it is different when it's an adult. Because, <laughs> like, even if it's, like, like school photos mm-hmm. as, like, you know, a 13-year-old, that's mm-hmm. still sort of like, oh, look, I'm aging up. But, like, yeah. that's an adult. <laughs> yeah, no, down. like... He has fully said that both of his sisters were, like, out of the house and adults, so mm-hmm. uh, really weird. Um, but it's just an excuse, so I guess it doesn't matter that it's weird. Like, I don't, I guess the, like he wouldn't actually have given a new photo. I don't know. Um, I'm going to pretend that he didn't actually intend to ever give a picture, <laughs> and that's just a weird, like, last minute, here's a, a distraction. <laughs> Oh, for sure. I definitely think it was just, like, Jacob's shoe. <laughs> yeah. It's still it's still weird, though, just to even think about it. Like, if I was Jacob, I'd be like, why? <laughs> but, yeah, so he says he... Billy says that he noticed that she's been spending time with one of the Cullens, which I'm like, noticed? Like, you saw him one time in the driveway. That complications uh, interaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, he says, maybe it's none of my business, but I don't think it's a good idea, and good job Bella she puts her foot down says actually it is none of your business um and basically everything he says like oh they don't have a good reputation uh you know I'm not sure that you know uh you should be seeing them like whatever she's just like he's like it "Mm." might be Charlie's business yeah and then she's like no I think I can decide that because it's my life (laughs) yeah and he finally surrenders, thank goodness. And the whole time I mean, they do this, they tiptoe around, like, the vampire conversation. Like, <laughs> neither one of them wants to be the one to, like, bring that into the t- conversation if they don't have to. Sabella's just like, well, I don't know why they have a bad reputation. I know they don't go on, like, the reserve. So they're fine, I guess. And he's like, well, you know, I might, uh, you know, maybe you, you know a bit more about them than I expected. And she's like, actually, I'm pretty well informed. Maybe more than you. And he's like... <laughs> Okay, you know, maybe maybe you are, but just be careful because we both know what we're talking about here. We're not going to say it out loud, but we both know. Yep. <laughs> For sure, yeah. I That was a funny little dance that they had. Um, but yeah, eventually he sort of surrenders and he says, okay, it's your business. Just think about what you're doing. Um, and this is sort of where I'm like, maybe Bella should listen to him a little bit because she is being very dismissive. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he goes and says, what I mean to say was, don't do what you're doing. And she's like, I, <laughs> that's <Yeah>. nothing. <laughs> like, think about what you're doing is okay advice. Like, if he is someone that knows about vampires and knows that they are vampires and he's saying, think about what you're doing, like, be careful, be safe, that's okay advice to be like, okay, you're right. Like, I will make sure that I'm, you know, not being an idiot about this. But he just flat out changes that to, no, actually, don't do it. Which, again, yeah, not your business, bud. It really isn't. Uh, so the whole thing is really awkward, just because... So Jacob comes back, and he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. There's no picture. And then he's just like, huh, guess I left it at home. Okay, Jacob, take me home now. Time to go. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so awkward. Like, the, like I said earlier, the whole thing from Jacob's perspective is just so weird. It really is. I mean, 
I get that he is probably, since he can drive now, he might be, like, the designated driver for him. So, like, he maybe used to bring him on errands and stuff, which is fine. And, like, he's a great son for that. Mm -hmm. But, like, this is such a weird thing to have to go do. Like, you expect it to be something normal. And he's like, no, we're just going to go loiter outside the swan's house for, like, half an hour until someone gets home. (laughs) And then we're going to talk to (laughs) Bella for all of five minutes and then book it. Yep. Which is just so odd. Yeah. Uh, so they do leave. Um, and as soon as they're gone, Bella just, like, immediately puts the whole thing, like, out of her, like, mind. She's like, okay, so enough of that weird conversation. Back to me <laughs> focusing on me being horny for Edward. The real reason we're here. It is so funny, too, because she has this whole thing and then... She talks, like, she says the irritation and anxiety starts to subside, and then she never talks about it again. Like, it is not brought up for the next two chapters, I don't think. I mean, maybe Edward makes a comment, but, like, she doesn't, like, bring much of it up after that. It's just weird that it kind of just disappears. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It was, it felt a bit out of place. Um, I think given the momentum of like what we're going towards here, like just in terms of the story, um, again, where I just like, she's just not a very good writer. Like this interaction would have been great earlier on, I think. Right. It should have been sort of like that visit from before should have been lumped into this visit. Mm -hmm. That would have made life easier. (laughs) Because yeah, as quick as it happens, she moves on from it and it's not relevant anymore. Exactly, and it's just gone forever, or for now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then, so, the phone... Oh, did you want to say something different? Oh, no, I was just going to talk about Jessica. Yeah, the phone rings, <laughs> and Bella's immediately thinking, oh my god, I hope it's Edward. <laughs> Which, <laughs> I get it. Uh, but it's not, it's Jessica. And, yeah, and totally forgot Jessica's... the dance was happening. <laughs> Me too! Oh my goodness. Okay, so, when she talks about, she says... She scrambles for a moment to come back down to reality, and I was thinking the exact same thing. It really felt like I was just dropping back down into, like, high school drama, and I was like, oh, oh, I was surprised. I was like, oh, we're the dance. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Not everything is vampires in this book. <laughs> I know. It's such a weird disconnect from, like, normal world versus wrapped up in vampire world that it's even starting to happen, like, happening to us reading it, where we're like, oh, right, that was, like, the date thing that all happened, like, that was the dance that happened. Wild. Yeah. Uh, it's just so, it is weird. It's totally unexpected for me. <laughs> um, so, but then Bella doesn't really give a shit about the dance. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> she just asks, how was the dance? And then Jessica rambles up about everything that happens. And she just goes, mm-hmm, uh-huh. Oh, ah, uh-huh. <laughs> and like does not ask any questions, uh, gets caught not paying attention at when Jessica says like Mike kissed her and she's like, hello, <laughs> he kissed me. Like, <laughs> are <news."> you there? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and she just goes, that's wonderful, Jess. And I'm like, that, d- that could not sound any more like robotic and uncaring. I know because yeah, you know, she said that in a monotone mm-hmm. voice too. <laughs> yeah. And Jessica asks what she was up to. Yeah, and she, like, asks about Edward Cullen, and then perfectly in time, 
Charlie comes home and bangs around under the stairs <laughs> and makes a bunch of noise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so Jess is like, oh, shit. Never mind. Bye. <laughs> As per usual. Uh, yeah. So they have dinner and Bella is just sitting there thinking, like, I don't even know how to how to start this conversation. Like, I have, I have to tell my dad I have a boyfriend. Like, that is such a... I haven't had that conversation before, like, in my own life. I've told my mom with the assumption that she's just going to tell my dad. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Wait, you're so right. Because I was like, I must have. And then I was like, no, I've told my mom that tells my dad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's yeah. always been my mom. And I'm like, well, she'll pass the information along and that's it. <laughs> yeah, like, don't have to interact with that. Like. Yeah. Uh, like directly I can just have a middleman yeah I don't want to talk to my dad about that that's weird yeah exactly that's so funny so it is it is very strange and then of course he reacts in like the worst way too oh my god yeah so this is absolutely the typical father can't let his daughter have a boyfriend people it's it made me like just like roll my eyes though because he, of course, is very, at the beginning, oh, the Cullens are really great. People judge them too much. Like, you know, we're lucky to have such a talented doctor and his kids have never gotten in trouble before. Like, his point was like, oh, for foster kids, like, they might have problems, but they're so well behaved. I've never had an issue with them. But as soon as, like, you know, Edward Cullen's name is dropped uh, and she's talking about him being her boyfriend, he's like, uh, you know, he's too old for you. Uh, which one which is... is funny because they're in this same year mm-hmm. <laughs> and even if we set aside the joke of like yes ha 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 he's too old for her because he's a vampire and has been alive yeah. for a hundred years at the same time he's also frozen in time as a 17 year old so like he doesn't look older than her yeah he, he looks the same age <laughs> um and then obnoxiously he starts getting edward's name wrong <laughs> he keeps repeating it as edwin it's really all of a funny, sudden <laughs> I'm like, okay, assert your dominance. Ha ha ha, you don't know his name. I don't know. Okay, so here's my thing. I I do, like, I get that it's like, ha ha ha, the funny stereotypical dad, like, you know, oh my god, my daughter's dating someone and I immediately hate it. But I hate this. I hate this so much. Um, because he's showing his bastard cop side. Like, he's showing the side I was of about him to say. <laughs> that would, you know, threaten a boyfriend with a shotgun just to say that like you know watch out if you hurt my girl I'm gonna shoot you like he's doing that and earlier in the the same book he was worried that Bella didn't have a date to the dance he was hoping that she liked a boy he was like these were all concerns that he had and I was like oh like he's such a good dad like he just wants to make sure that like she's not feeling left out but as soon as she does have a boyfriend it, it, it completely does a 180 which I get like, I guess, like, when the reality happens, it's like, oh, my God, like, uh, she's, you know, actually growing up. Now I have to think about all these things that you worry about when, you know, a daughter is dating a boy. Like, oh, my God. But I don't know. It just really annoys me because he did such a flip in, like, his attitude towards it, I guess. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Yeah. The whole intimidating, threatening it just gives him the opportunity to assert this dominance as being the chief of police. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives him the opportunity to do that yeah. over Edward. And though he doesn't, he eventually is he is nice to him, which is good. But it's still like this in, immediate reaction makes you have that fear that he's going to 
use his position as a person of authority within the community as a police officer mm-hmm. to intimidate, which is terrible. Yeah, you could see that leading from like one step to the next as this conversation is playing out is really what it feels like. This idea that like, oh, like, okay, my daughter's actually dating someone. Uh, I feel threatened by this. I want to immediately threaten back. Like, I need to fight back some way. And because I'm a bastard cop, the only way I know how is by threatening physical violence. Yes. Which, yes, I know this doesn't actually happen in the scene, but you could see how that would potentially play out that way. Yeah, and just because of his profession being so clearly stated in the book, I think it's something that is definitely worth bringing up, even if it doesn't end up, even though it doesn't end up working out that way, like, it's still definitely something to note, and it's interesting that, like, both of us immediately have that reaction Mm -hmm. when we hear about this, if, I mean, I didn't know it was going to happen, Uh, you did, but still, like, even just having that profession named, and then having him begin to react in this way we immediately connect the dots which has something like which is which says it says a lot about the police system Mm -hmm. when your first thought is oh no like police dad like he doesn't like the boyfriend next thing is going to be like threatening to shoot him like that's just like it's such a stereotype and it's not a stereotype because of movies even though it is portrayed that way a lot is a stereotype because cops are bastards real life yeah (laughs) So she admits that they're going to play baseball, and he starts laughing and is like, oh, you must really like this guy if you're willing to go play baseball for him. Yeah, and she's like, well, I'm going to watch most of the time. Like, she sticks to her guns. She's like, I, maybe I'm doing this for him, but I'm still definitely not going to play. So Edward arrives. Yes. And, okay, this, okay, first, I have a problem with this scene because... Is Charlie it the makes same him come. Problem that I have. We'll find out. Charlie makes him come all the way in and makes him sit all the way down to make a weird comment about what having Bella watch baseball, and then they laugh and then they immediately leave. That's the comment that I wrote. That is exactly what I wrote. <laughs> Why did they have to come sit all the way down there? Like, what's the point? I know. You think it's going to be the typical, like, oh, now the dad interrogates the new boyfriend thing. Exactly. Which they set it up for perfectly. Like, come have a seat. Edward takes a seat. Charlie sits across from him on the couch. And it's like, okay, we're going to get down to it where it's like, you know, make sure my daughter is safe. Take care of her. What's your intent or some shit? I don't know. I don't know what happens with this. My dad's not like that. (laughs) My dad doesn't talk. Um, (laughs) I don't know. Ever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, ever. Um, But... It's literally, like, between, I I could count the lines from where he says, have a seat there, and then it's, like, 12 12 lines down, 15 lines down, and then he says, you know, and then they say, okay, time to go. There's no no conversation beyond, have a seat, so you're taking her playing baseball, yes, sir, that's the plan, nice throwing in the sirs and the chief there, Edward, throughout. (laughs) It's, thanks, sir, hi, chief, (laughs) yes, sir. Very good. Yes. I mean, he's from the the early 1900s, so I guess this actually kind of checks out with uh, how he's <laughs> brought up. But he says, yes, sir. Okay, more power to you. They both laugh about how, ha, 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 Bella and baseball. And then Bella stands up and she says, let's go. And then they all follow. <laughs> <laughs> that's and it. And then that's it. It's so weird. And I think 
what Meyer was trying to do was she was trying to have it set up to be like as if he was going to intimidate him. And then, oh, ha ha, he's so easygoing. He doesn't actually care. But, and I get that, but it's bad writing because he, I don't think he would have like made him sit all the way down for that. Mm -hmm. Like, even if maybe Charlie was trying to be intimidating, he could do that from a standing position. He didn't have to make them walk all the way over into the living room. Like- yeah. Well, I even got surprised reading this because I assumed when Bella stood up and said, like, you know, enough humor at my expense, let's go, that Charlie would be like, now, wait a minute. I have some questions I want to ask here. Like, that would exactly. be a great lead-in for that, where Bella's like, I'm fed up with this, I don't want to do it. And then Charlie's like, uh-uh, no, you're not getting away that easily. Then you have a scene there. But to have him just be like, Ha ha ha, you kids have fun. What was the point of this? I know. It is kind of wild, though, that, and Bella notes this, that they're talking about baseball as it's pouring rain outside, and Charlie's like, ha ha ha, have fun. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> wild. It is wild that Washington, they do not apparently care about playing outdoor sports in the rain. Like, baseball, too. Like, of course, it's not actually raining where they are. But Charlie but, doesn't like, know Charlie that. doesn't even question it. Yeah. <laughs> Like, and it's, it's so, like, it's pouring rain to the point where, like, when Edward first, like, is at the door waiting, she's, like, noting how it's pouring outside. Right. And I'm like, nobody's going to question this baseball? Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Who knows? So they get in the Jeep. Charlie says, wear your (laughs) seatbelt. We get another look at one of the Cullens' fancy, expensive cars instead of the Volvo. Uh, one of the many options other than that disgusting soccer mom car. I'm just saying there should have been, there could have been so many other options. Yeah. So Emmett has a cool off-roading Jeep that is so Emmett. Like if I was going to picture this big muscle, muscly guy. Yeah. A big Jeep. Good. 100%. Um, so they drive to the clearing. She realizes that they're going to have to run again. Yeah. <sighs> Okay, she says she's going to be sick, and he is like, oh, like, you're going to be fine, like, just close your eyes, whatever. Like, it's going to be over in minutes, tops, because he runs so fast. And (laughs) she, you know, is freaking out, and he says, I'm going to have to tamper with your memory. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness, this is so bad. It's so bad. It's so cheesy. It's just, like, like, it's this whole thing. Like, when I heard this, I was really concerned because that sounds really, really problematic and terrifying. And then it ends up being fine. So, like, it's fine. But, like, the way that's worded is, like, mm-hmm. like gaslighting sounding. Um, so that immediately oh, was, like, um, excuse me. Oh. Sorry. My cat is, like, just, like. Hold I on. heard him. Yeah. And I'm, like, I can't have this going on in the background <laughs> of my recording. Uh, sorry, I totally interrupted you in the middle of, like, your train of thought, too. Oh, yeah. I don't even know what I was talking about. Oh, yeah. Okay, so the way that this is set up, it sort of seems almost like gaslighting. Like, the way that she's t- he's talking about, he's going to, like, tamper with her memory. Yeah, it But then sounds... it ends up just being, like, fun and, like, sexual tension. So, like, I was worried at first, and still the wording of it, I think, is problematic, like, yeah, because he's doing it intentionally to, like, make her brain feel, like, you know, fuzzy and forget all her anxiety. Like, there's still an element of, like, oh, I want to make you think a different way. Right? Yeah, but at the same time, yeah, for sure. But then at the same time, it's, like, it is a very 
I mean, like, tense, but also it is kind of, it's a cute, like, oh, yeah, relationshipy not... thing. And it's not like it's any big, serious problem, like, in like no. a relationship problem or, like, a real-life problem. She's just nervous about something. So yeah. that's how I, that's why I feel a lot better about it. Yeah, no, I'm not arguing, like, I think the scene itself is just silly, like, coupley things where it's like, ha, 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 like, I'm just gonna kiss you until you feel better. Like, that's ultimately what it comes down to is he's just gonna keep kissing her until she feels comfortable again which is cute. It's so just like cute. it's just like the tampering with your memory thing that's like it does set off warning bells but then you're like, "Oh, mm-hmm. like he's just it's, it's a joke. It's fine." Yeah. It's yeah. like vampires like, you know, for example, in The Sims, they can compel you like <laughs> if it was that kind of like tamper with your memory, uh then we'd be alarmed. But no, he's just kissing her a bunch until she's yeah. like and super horny. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um so this is where I was like the sexual tension here is top tier and I do feel embarrassed that I'm going to have to talk about it on a podcast and like put it on the internet because it is like, mwah, it is it's so primo. good. It's chef's kiss. It is. Absolutely. It's, um, oh God, I can't, I don't I'm even know how to talk this. about it. Listen, I'm going to talk about this in the most, I'm going to try to not make it horny while talking about this extremely horny scene. So basically... He wants to just stop. He wants to distract her from being afraid of running. So he leans in really close and he's like, what are you worried about? And he's like getting all close to her to make sure that like she's just focusing on him and she's like sort of not focusing, but she's trying to focus. And then, you know, he starts like kissing her a little bit at like the base of her throat and she's obviously like getting horny. And so she's like, uh, uh, yeah, I'm still, I'm still worried and then eventually he just keeps sort of like kissing her along her jaw and stuff until she sort of kind of forgets it all. And it's it's 10 out of 10. It's very good content. <laughs> yeah, basically the whole kissing is he starts with the hollow of her throat, works his way up her throat to the like her jawline and her chin, kisses her eyelids kisses slowly down her cheek and stops just at the corner of her mouth. Like, this is such a tease. Like, every bit absolutely. of this. And it's beautifully so, written. This is good shit. This is absolutely wonderful. I think I've read this, though, in, like, a couple of fan fictions. But I, like, now I'm thinking, like, did they get this from here or similar? <laughs> like, because, like, this is, was probably written before whatever I read. Mm-hmm. So, like. S. Meyer, she really did that for the fan fiction She really community. did that. <laughs> Um, and then after this, and he, he's like, there's nothing to be afraid of, because he sort of talked her out of it with some convincing, and she goes, no, and she gives up, and then, because she's, like, no longer worried, he, like, rewards her with a kiss, and then she, like, you know, has the thing she had last time, where she can't help herself, and she, like, wants to wrap herself up in him, and, like, yes, which, okay, and then he gets angry and i wrote in all caps if you don't want your girlfriend to be horny don't make her horny i don't know yeah i don't know like riled her up with all that like teasing kissing and then was like okay like he grabs her face and goes in for like uh it's described as he grabs her face roughly and kissed in earnest so of course all that pent up like oh my god he's been kissing me like and making me feel uh crazy horny teen thoughts She's gonna jump him. Like, I don't know what you expected. Like, that's that's not self-control exactly. that uh, she's gonna have. 
And also, I was reading this, and she, like, one of the reasons why he breaks away is because she parts her lips. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, you're going to do all that lead up and then give her a closed mouth kiss? Yeah. That's, no. Mm -mm. That's not how it works, buddy. That's your, that's your fault here. (laughs) It's interesting that you note that because that's what happened the last time that she got all sexy horny is she gasped and parted her lips and then he's like, oh my god, I can't do this. (laughs) Which, don't really, I guess maybe, I don't know, maybe her breath's particularly stinky or Bella's stinky. I don't know. (laughs) I don't really know either. Like, I, I don't know. I guess, like, I don't know. Is the, I'm trying to like rationalize it. I'm like, the scent of your blood isn't on your breath. I don't really know why her breath specifically is like, oh god. Yeah. It's Boner. Like, yeah. I Boner, mean, but also I, I want to eat you. But it also just might be like Meyer's internalized, um, like, or like her inter. In her head, she has these Mormon values. That, mm-hmm. like, and maybe, I mean, I don't know. We're making a lot of assumptions about Mormons on this podcast. But, like, I don't know if, and, like, even just generally, like, a closed mouth kiss is more innocent than an open mouth kiss. And, like, so maybe it's the implication that, like, a parted lips kiss is going to lead to sexy times or something. So, like, maybe he's worried about that. And he, like, because he's already talked about how he would <laughs> kill her when he's nutting. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, maybe that was it? I don't know. Yeah, he's got a hell of a lethal nut. I'm I know. I'm so sorry that I said that. <laughs> mm, I hope that, I'm gonna, I'm gonna isolate that audio oh, and God. save it. <laughs> yeah, he's got a hell of a lethal nut. Uh, no, I'm not gonna do that yeah, to you. Yeah, if you're gonna do that, you may as well isolate all the times so I say Daddy Cullen, like. <laughs> Make a compilation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that would be a bonus please. for our Patreons. <laughs> Yeah, that we don't have. <laughs> uh, oh, God. It. I took a drink right there. I was about to spit it out. <laughs> <laughs> so then, I don't know if you have anything else to say here. Oh, just that, like... Um... <laughs> okay. <What? laughs> it's just a stupid <laughs> comment, but um, she says, you know, you're you're indestructible. Because he's like, Yo, you'll be the death of me, I swear. And he says, I might have believed that before I met you. Now let's get out of here before I do something really stupid, he growled. And I'm like, really stupid could mean eating her or, you know, (laughs) eating her, if you know what I mean. I was not expecting that. But thank you. I I needed that. (laughs) You're welcome. I mean, yeah, you're right. Could be. Yeah, we don't really know which, which direction of stupid he's leaning right now. Yeah, we don't know. Uh, uh, so then he reminds her to close her eyes. She hangs on tight and they go run through the forest again. Um, and she can barely tell that they're moving when her eyes are closed, which is pretty cool that he's so smooth mm-hmm. in his running. Or maybe it's just so fast that like the up down doesn't really yeah affect that much. And then she, tr- she goes to get off and she falls <laughs> she down and falls lands on her, on her back. <laughs> like, oh no, oh. on her butt. Oh my god. Yeah. Backside means is, butt. Sorry. Yeah. Her backside is just a polite term for butt. Um, but just so say all, ass. All that happens is she basically like unhooks her arms and then drops. <laughs> like, girl. 
I sort of imagine that she's like it says she slipped to the ground, so I like to imagine that her legs are still wrapped around, and yeah. she sort of like sort of has her arms wrapped around, and it's like a very slow descent as she like slides directly down his what, body. What like she's like just... a koala on a tree, just like sliding down. I mean, maybe <laughs> we don't know. Okay, I, I don't think there's any way that you can put this that it's not funny and stupid looking. <laughs> true. True. Um, and then he laughs at her, and she gets really mad, which is extremely relatable, because I don't want people laughing at me when I've already humiliated uh-huh. myself. <laughs> so they walk uh, into the clearing, which she notes is, like, bigger than, like, two baseball diamonds. Um, and she is, you know, he was laughing, and she says... No, he says, don't be mad, I couldn't help myself. And she's like, so what, you're the only one who's allowed to get mad? Because, like, he was just mad earlier, as we just talked about. And he says, I wasn't mad at you. And she's like, what do you mean, Bella, you'll be the death of me? Like, she literally quotes him. And he's like, (laughs) and he was saying, he's basically saying he was mad, but he wasn't mad at her, though he did take it out on her. He was mad at his own, like, lack of self-control. Right. Or, like, possible... Lack of self-control. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I guess points there where it's, like, he's getting mad, but it's not because she reacted that way. It's because he's really bad at handling it. But the thing is, he still takes it out on her. Like, when he gets mad, he doesn't explain the anger. He just talks angrily. And she has no choice but to think, like, oh, shit, like, I guess I fucked up again. Mm Mm-hmm. So he needs to get better at communicating. Yeah, he should see a therapist and talk about that. Mm-hmm. Vampire therapist. Vamp- I was about to say, we need a vampire therapist. Like, a therapist. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> I deserved that. Okay, anyway. <laughs> uh, um, what a therapire. Shut up. No? No. Okay. <laughs> you can't make it work. It's not good. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so anyway. they walk into the clearing, and our team Wait, of... Wait, first, oh, first, he says he loves her, and it's the first time he had said he loved her in that many words, apparently. I feel like I could have sworn he said it before. Oh, yeah, I think I skimmed right over that. I did not, like, recognize that as, like, some momentous thing, even though she, like, says in her head it was the first time he'd said that. Huh. Yeah. It's cute, and... I definitely, like, it pulled at my heartstrings when he said, I love you. It's a poor excuse for what I'm doing, but it's still true. And I was just like, well, it's weird, but it's also really cute. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just a casual, like, I love you. Like, it's not a big, grand moment. It's just a simple acknowledgement. He loves her. And it's nice. Uh, I will agree on that. But you're right. He didn't say it before, because when she said, I love you, he said, you are my life now, and I made fun of him. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so, yeah, they're, they go into this clearing, uh, bigger or as big as two baseball diamonds, and our team of Cullen vampires are hanging out uh, around this, like, you know, mock baseball diamond setup. They do be vibing. Uh, yeah, Esme, uh, <laughs> Emmett, and Rosalie are sitting out on some rocks, and further out, uh, she sees Jasper and Alice a quarter of a mile apart, throwing something back and forth, but she couldn't even see the ball. Yeah. 
So that's a good indication of what's to come. Yeah, this is what this is what vampire baseball is going to look like. Yeah, and Daddy Carl, always the organizational one, is, you know, making the bases. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a true father figure. <laughs> <laughs> and she's astonished at how far apart the bases seem to be. So uh, that's exciting. Um, I get her, like, being like, whoa, that's weird. But, like, bro, you just got off of his back after mm-hmm. running really fast. Can you put not put together. two and two together? Like, baseball <laughs> has a lot of running in it. The whole point is running around the bases. <laughs> they all make fun of the fact that they heard Edward laughing really loud. Emmett says it sounds like a bear choking. <laughs> Which feels very, Which like, is... brotherly, like, bro razzing each other. And is absolutely hilarious, because I'm sure they know what a bear choking sounds like. <laughs> You're right, they do, I'm sure. <laughs> Uh, that, that, like, so it was, like, a double, like, brothering fun, and then I was like, oh, that's hilarious, they hunt bears, they know what that sounds like. <laughs> uh, it says, okay, here's my next rant about writing. Okay. Alice left her position and was running, or dancing, toward us. That's the line. Running, comma, or dancing, toward us. Which makes it sound like Bella can't quite tell the difference between <laughs> if she's running or dancing, or for some reason she thinks that... Like, a good explanation of, like, running is, like, oh, no, she's dancing towards us. And I'm, like, I get what you're trying to do, Steph. I get it. Like, she's graceful. She's beauty. She's grace. Whatever. But, I don't know. The wording of it just annoys me because it makes me think, like, oh, no, she wasn't running. She was dancing toward us. I see. So she's doing, like, ballerina twirls all the way across the field. Yeah, or she's, like, you know, doing, like, the disco point thing. Yeah. But, like, really fast. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like a weird, like, oh, she was running, and then comma, it sounds like a correction, or dancing across the field. She's doing like a Charleston tour. (laughs) Like, her hands down, her legs sticking up. It's it's like that scene from It where Pennywise is dancing. Oh my god! You know that one part near the end of the... Because he does it really fast, it's like that. (laughs) Anyway... Um, I just thought it was a weird, um, like, description, because you could say she was running towards us and it looked like dancing because it was so fluid or, like, Or she could have said, like, she was frolicking toward them or bounding. Yeah, or bounding, sashaying or something. I don't know. Sashaying would have been a good in-between. Yeah, I think so. Um, but I was, and then I, you know, had written in my notes here, like, I don't know, like, maybe even one of those, like, classic analogies, like, you know, she was leaping across the field like a gazelle, because then you get that elegance, that, like, leaping in bounds, where it's not really running, but it's something more elegant, and then, like, two lines down, she says, yep. they darted towards the field, she ran like a gazelle, and I was like, oh, I guess she did it, I guess that's fine then. <laughs> yeah, and then this, this leads up really well into my... With my anger, which is that Edward has an aggressive run, (laughs) and I didn't know that he like it says his run was more aggressive, and I'm like I didn't know you could run aggressively. And then she compares it to a cheetah rather than a gazelle, and I don't think cheetahs run aggressively. Well, I don't. I I got this analogy, and I don't know. Maybe it's just me, um, me and my my nature documentaries, but. Um, when cheetahs only run when they're hunting, 
they don't run just to run place to place. They have like limited energy to expend. Right. Um, so when they're running, they're hunting down prey and they go from like zero to a hundred in like three (laughs) seconds. It's going from still to full sprint in like faster than you can believe. So I kind of like this analogy because it is a, it is an aggressive run. It's, you know, I'm chilling and all of a sudden, holy shit, I'm being hunted. (laughs) Yes. Okay. That's fair. But, like, I don't know. I also don't think a cheetah is necessarily graceful. Because, <laughs> like, oh, I'm thinking of those yes, parts. Yes, they are. I'm think- no, I'm thinking of those parts in the nature documentary where it has that slow-mo of, like, both of them turning, where the gazelle is turning and it's, like, slipping and the cheetah's, like, almost, <laughs> like, losing its balance and they're just, like, losing it and the cheetah's, like, and, like, running, you know? Yeah. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, turning corners. I hope corners. you enjoyed that. <laughs> turning corner is not graceful. Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah. Maybe not. <laughs> um, so Esme explains that she actually um, plays as referee to keep them all in line because they're a bunch of dirty cheaters, which makes sense. Like, you're playing a competitive game with your family members. Uh, it's going to get ugly unless mom is there to uh, keep things in order. Yep. And then she casually drops her origin story. Oh which my is god, I know. Way darker. And she, like, talks about it so casually, too. So, basically, she lost a child when she was human. Mm-hmm. And like, so the child died a few days after he was born, and it broke her heart. And that's why she jumped off the cliff, which made her almost die, which made Carl turn her. Yeah. Um, what a which, wild oof. thing to just drop <laughs> as they're casually setting up to play baseball. I know. Her wording, too, is just like, ah, yes, did Edward tell you I lost a child? My first and only baby. He died just a few days after he was born, the poor thing. Broke my heart. That's why I jumped off the cliff, you know. It's just, it's so casual. <laughs> yeah, and she says she added matter-of-factly. Like, yeah. she is so emotionally detached from this now. I mean, she, I think she's not emotionally detached necessarily from the loss, but from, like, her suicide attempt. She's mm-hmm. just like, yeah, it happened. Which, like, um... Yeah. Okay. And, and Bella stammers in response, like, uh, Ed, Edward just said you fell. Which, <laughs> my reaction, like, what do you even say back to that? I know. I don't know what you say back to that. Like, uh, I'm, I'm sorry that you committed, I mean, well, you didn't die, so, um, sorry for your, your loss, I think. But it was also, like, a hundred years ago, so, like, is this still relevant? Yeah, like- I don't know. <laughs> it's so weird. Um, it is weird. But I'd, uh, it is also... As much as I dislike the stereotype of the, like, this motherly figure, it's kind of annoying to me. Mm-hmm. I do think it is the perfect motherly vampire origin yeah. <laughs> of, like, this having her heart broken. This explains why she, as a vampire, has still, like, carried forward this, like, supremely motherly, like, affect and role. Exactly. Like, she had this deep, deep loss, and she was very attached to the idea of motherhood, got turned into a vampire, and carried that forward. So, like, I get, like, the attachment that she feels, and, like, why she's, like, the mom of the family. I do get it. It just felt like such a weird way to bring it up, even though, obviously, yes, it happened decades ago, so she's very detached from it now, but, yeah, poor Bella. It is. Yeah, I I would not know how to react either, (laughs) completely honestly. Uh, Esme says that she does approve of Bella and just says, like, you know, it'll it'll work out somehow. <laughs> Which is hilarious, because 
it's like, yeah, it'll work out somehow. Either you guys will, like, get together for a while and it'll be fine, or, like, he'll kill you, and then we'll just have to move. Eh. <laughs> it'll work out. Like, we've, you know, people have killed people before. We've figured it out. It's fine. Yeah. So wild. Um, So then they're talking about the baseball beginning, um, and they mention that none of them have gloves, which is interesting, because they're... I get that they're strong, mm-hmm. and, like, maybe their bones are kind of strong, but, like... That's still no gloves at that high of a velocity because they're throwing it at super speed. Do I need to bring up again that Edward just like full on stopped a van with his body and (sighs) didn't give a shit? Fine. I think you are underestimating like seriously the strength that these vampires have in this world. (laughs) I just feel like they'd break at least a finger, but whatever. (laughs) Fine. Uh, I won't spoil anything. (laughs) (laughs) I can't comment further. I'm like... uh, uh, Okay, moving on. <laughs> and then the next thing is that they're they're beginning and they've split up into teams. So Alice, Carlisle, and Edward are on one team, and Rosalie, Emmett, and Jasper are on the other team. Mm-hmm. And Alice is pitching, and it mentions that her style is stealth rather than an intimidating windup. And I've seen the baseball scene. Doesn't she do a straight up standing up split before she pitches? That's not stealth. <laughs> they instead of stealth went for the whole oh she walks and moves like a dancer thing. So It's so It was a stylistic ridiculous. choice, but <laughs> and I we'll, kind we'll of get vibe there with in, it. We'll get there in the movie and like obviously that's different. So like but it was just like I was surprised that it was like oh stealth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no. Also, I have another comment about this paragraph is that So it says, she held the ball in both hands at her waist, and then, like the strike of a cobra, her right hand flicked out and the ball smacked into Jasper's hand. This sounds like it looks so awkward. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, she just has both hands down. Hands are in front of each other, and then she snaps up her right hand, like, not even in a wind-up of a throw where, like, she puts her, pulls her arm backwards first and then throws. It's just a straight-up snap upwards, and the ball's being thrown. Yeah, she's like, she, it's like she just goes, eh, <laughs> and it, like, goes all the way. It's, it's, it's funny because, like, I get that in that kind of throw, like, yes, that would be stealth because she doesn't do any sort of wind-up at all. All of a sudden, flick, the ball's gone. But in terms of power and speed, you're not going to get power and speed, even if you are a vampire, compared to actually doing a wind-up. That's just exactly. how physics works. <laughs> Like, that is, ugh, it's so funny to me. <laughs> Steph Meyer doesn't know sports. Mm, just like another, anyone. just like another author we know of. No, we won't mention that. <laughs> um, for multiple reasons. <laughs> but I do like the whole, the bat hitting the ball sounds like thunder, which is why they have to play when there's a thunderstorm. Mm-hmm. Which, like, what do they do in the winter? I guess they can't play at all. I guess, I guess baseball is a spring, summer sport. So, like, is, that makes yeah. sense. But still, like, it feels like that's, like, one of their main things. And if they can only do it during thunderstorms, that definitely narrows it down. Mm-hmm. But maybe they just, like, wait for the summers and it's, well, like, a really yeah, exciting I guess, thing to like, do in the summer. The other thing, too, is, like, they are in Washington and they're in a place that it rains a lot. So I assume that, like, they get their fill of thunderstorms when, when they need it to happen. Fair enough. And they've got decades upon decades worth of summers, <laughs> so... Yeah, I don't think they're too concerned about, oh, look, we only got to play ten times this season you're fine yeah next year you'll play another yeah (laughs) uh so we 
you know, Esme explains, like, if they don't hit it, it's a strike. Like, just straight up, it's a strike. If they do, like, wait and see. So, um, they, what's it called? Who's up to bat? Emmett hits the ball, and it goes sailing out into the forest. So, Bella's immediately like, wow, guess that's a home run. Like, the ball's fucking gone. And <laughs> Esme says, wait, and explains that Emmett hits really hard, strong boy, but Edward runs the fastest, cheetah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know just to bring it all back um yeah. so you know as um they wait a minute um and then she realizes edward isn't there and then he comes you know springing from the trees and he has a ball in his hand because he caught the ball so that's an automatic out for emmett so like yes vampire baseball wild it is sounds fun uh one thing i didn't get though was the sound of them colliding, so Carlisle and Jasper hit each other, mm-hmm. and it sounds like the crash of two massive falling boulders, which makes no sense to me at all. Vampires aren't rocks. <laughs> Even mm. if they're hitting each other at, like, high speeds, are they mm. rocks? Are they rocks? I'm not, I mean, no. Okay, no. But... <laughs> Okay, I, did I guess mention, we're not going to go into this. <laughs> I did mention a lot earlier that there's a lot of descriptions that describe them as being, like, statues, like That's they're made true. of stone. Uh, start tying that together, how they don't even need to wear gloves. When they hit each other, it's like a giant boom of thunder. They're Okay, so they're rocks. Whatever. <laughs> yep, they're rocks. Like, his skin That's is not dumb. soft. That is, she is hugging a literal marble statue. Um, That's kind of cool. It's dumb, but it's cool. Whatever. <laughs> you know, she took some lore, made it her own. Uh, but yeah, so they're rocks to to make yeah. to make short of it. They're rocks. <laughs> All right, they they do be the David statue, but they got clothes on. Yeah, it's too bad. No dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, tangent, but in Animal Crossing, when you get the David statue, so like when you go to inspect a thing closer, and then you go out of the inspection, he goes, Red goes like, yeah, you've been looking at that, all those details. Yeah, it's really detailed. <laughs> and he I'm, says that for all the paintings. But, like, when he did it for the David one when so I was getting funny. that one, I was like, um, <laughs> I wasn't, do you think I was looking at his dick? Like, <laughs> I mean, weren't you? <laughs> Maybe a little bit. I feel like that's usually, you know, general line of sight. Just like, oop, David. Penis. I just find or it penis. so wild that they actually put the David in Animal Crossing with the dick out. I know, this is a, this is a kid's game, and I guess, you know what, maybe that's a good thing, it's like, I mean, yeah, like, like, sex, sex parts aren't inherently sexual if they're just vibing. It's true, like, this is a beautiful (laughs) statue, it's one of, like, the biggest, like, masterpieces of the world in terms of works of art, it's not about the dick, like, it's not a sexualized thing, it's not, it's a soft, tiny dick, like, it's just there as part of the human male body, so, like, that's fine, I just, I'm surprised that Nintendo did it, because even if we can both admit and sit here, like, yes, it's not a sexual thing, this is just a beautiful piece of art about, you know, the beauty of a man, um, you would think, like, Nintendo would be like, yeah, but still, it's got a dick out. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. I mean... But they didn't, and they I'm, have... I'm happy for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, whatever. I'm just wondering if they have, like, paintings and stuff with titties in them, but... Mm, like they Equality. To... Yeah, exactly. If it's, like, equal opportunity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, whatever. Anyway, Twilight. <laughs> There's a great series of photos. I don't know if it's a series, but I saw a few of them, where it's just, like, a, a portrait of a girl, like, holding random funny 
No. This is a different thing. Never mind. I'm saying the wrong thing. <laughs> just cut this. I was just thinking of okay. a different thing. It's a girl holding a picture of a guy's, like, with his butt out. Like, the picture is a girl holding a picture. But um, <laughs> there's another one, I think, where it's just, like, I don't know. Oh, because there was, like, a fashion statement at one point, like, in Victorian ages for, like, girls to just walk around with their titties out. Um, that's a different thing. Oh, though. cool. But... The yeah. dream. No, the Victorian era was wild. Like, they had pierced <laughs> nipples and shit. Like, they were freaks. What? Yeah. Why am I not there? Okay, I anyway, know. We're, not, we're an hour in and we haven't finished one chapter. Okay. So. <laughs> where, where were we? Uh, they're playing baseball still. Um, you know, it, it's just a lot of people running really fast and catching really fast. And yeah. Bella's like, LOL, like, I'll never be able to sit through Major League again to Edward. And he's like, yeah, as if you did that before. Um, and she says she's disappointed because, you know, uh, she wished he could find one thing that he doesn't do better than everybody else, which <laughs> true. It's like his anger management. It's right there. <laughs> like, you can just say that. You don't mm-hmm. have to say that to him. But, like. He does not do everything better than everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, so Edward's up to bat. Um, he swings, hits it, um, then Carlo's up to bat, and then all of a sudden Alice gasps because it's time for a dramatic vampire future vision. I'm just so excited because this is the moment where everything clicked and we were actually getting a book with plot. Mm-hmm. The plot This is happens. like the moment where... It- I know, I'm like, it's, we're in the middle of chapter 17 out of 24, and we finally get plot, and I'm so excited. I've been starved (laughs) for, like, literally eight episodes, (laughs) and finally, I get, like, a a crumb of plot. I mean, it gets pretty intense pretty quick, but I just get, I just got so excited. Finally, we get more vampires. Yeah, and so basically Alice sums it up that, you know, she says they were traveling much quicker than I thought, um, and they heard us playing, so, um, you know, they changed their path, they're going to be here in five minutes, Bella's not going to be able to make it out of here, uh, so we have no choice but to just hang out here, let them come, Emmett's all like, it's fine, there's six of us, we got this, seven of us, sorry, um, there's seven of uh, like, right. whatever, like, let them come, we'll just continue the game, try and act chill, and hope that they'll go away soon. Um, this whole conversation drives me nuts, because Bella has no reaction to anything that's <laughs> happening here. They're talking about they're coming, like, they're close, and it never once is like, Vampires are coming here. They're vampires that are on the way, and they're probably not vegetarians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, she does say that it was said in a flurry of, of words that lasted only a few seconds, so she might have not had time to react while the conversation was True. happening. But even after, she's... I mean, she, like, sort of talks about how she's just listening and she's being quiet, um, and she talks about how... Edward is stressed, but you don't really hear her stress until after the interaction or, like, during the interaction. Mm -hmm. You don't get too much of it before, which is really interesting. And I get, again, that it all happened really fast, but still, I I agree that I wish she had reacted. (laughs) Yeah, I just feel like, you know, this is kind of, like, a big moment of, like, you know, what happens when 
there are other vampires around. Like, we've never had that question answered of, like, you know, what are other vampires like? We haven't seen any others. Do they ever interact with any? And they don't even say the word vampire here at all. They just go, they're coming. There's more. There's going to be three of them. Like, I don't know. It's just, like, it's a lot of stuff happening without you, without ever just, like, laying out kind of a full picture. It really, I don't know. On one hand, it ups the tension because it comes out of nowhere and it is very, like, quick fast snappy like conversation like let's just do this here's our plan but at the same time it feels a bit out of the blue of like who who are they what are what are we talking about here where where did this come from right yeah so that is a little odd um but I will kind of bring it back though because I I mean it's been a while for both of us since we read the previous chapters and normally you probably would have read more than two in a row and waited several weeks but there was a moment earlier on where um when they were visiting the home that um Alice does have some sort of vision and then Edward and Carlisle look at each other very quickly a conversation happens in their heads and Bella doesn't know what it's really about um so that moment was Alice first becoming aware that there are vampires nearby. Right, yeah. But we never really that. get that. I feel like it was... Imp- I feel like I... I mean, I feel like I understood that that was happening, but maybe Bella, like, didn't... Yeah. And it wasn't I'm, explicitly stated, for sure. Yeah, I, I guess I'm just saying, like, it was never really explicitly stated, so it's, like, I feel like bringing that back now, it would have been a bit nicer narratively to be like, oh, like, let's have... Bella kind of put together like oh like shit is this what Alice was worried about before or something I don't know um just to tie yeah. it together because it, otherwise it it could feel a little bit I don't know yeah weird uh out of the blue but uh otherwise no I, so, I think it's yeah. I think it's like good like with snap like setting up the snappy of like oh shit what do we do we can't go anywhere they're gonna be here too fast um Bella put your hair down and they're like well that's not really gonna help because like I can smell her already like super strongly Edward apologizes uh they zero in on the field he steps in front of her and the others all turn as they hear sounds of people running and that is the end of this chapter yeah I just want to note that Rosalie's eyes are on Bella at the at the end of this and Something about the way she held her mouth made Bella think she was angry. So that's just another mm-hmm. continuing this narrative of Rosalie just not fucking with Bella. Like, she does not yeah. like her. It's like, you ruined baseball for all of us. <laughs> it's like, okay, calm down. Her life's at stake. I know it's weird to you, but, like, <laughs> it's a okay. bit more than that. <laughs> yeah. So chapter 18 is The Hunt. Uh, right off the bat. Which is a terrifying chapter title Mm. i mean it's still like it's still a bad chapter title but like because i didn't like there's nothing about them i mean we know that there are vampires coming but there's nothing confirmed so the fact that the chapter title talks about the hunt yeah you know something goes south (laughs) yeah some shit's gonna go down and it's gonna be vampires hunting people and i was like immediately like first of all acknowledging that all the chapter titles suck (laughs) but like (laughs) i was just like oh shit (laughs) Something might happen. So yeah, immediately we see, one by one, they come from the forest edge, for some reason ranging a dozen meters apart, and I was like, does she know how big a meter is? Because three people walking a dozen (laughs) meters apart is really weird. Like, it doesn't even Uh, look like they're traveling together. I mean, they're vampires. They are vampires. They can cover, like, long distances very short, as we've 
scene just now. I don't know. It just seemed like a weird way for them to make an entrance. Yeah. They're all spaced out, like, super, super far apart. Um, yeah, so, and you'd think that, like, if they weren't sure if the people were hostile, like, the other vampires were hostile or they not. They might like, be grouped together. Backed, yeah, they'd pack together. Yeah, I don't know. So, maybe, but no. <laughs> maybe the hope was, like, if they were hostile, they'd be far enough apart to, like, flank them or something. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what their thoughts are. We're not in their head. We're in Bella's head. Uh, yes. So they, it's really interesting um, as they uh, come in. So we see uh, two guys, one who's dark haired, one who is a uh, blonde and a redhead lady. Um, yep. And Bella says that they walk cat-like. Um, it seems like they're constantly on the edge of shifting into a crouch, like they're always ready to attack. So we're seeing this more, like, animalistic side of, like, vampires who, you know, are human hunters as opposed to, uh, yeah. quote-unquote, vegetarians. Right. So they're, and it's all, like, in their step and in, like, they're also barefoot and mm-hmm. they sort of, they have more frayed clothes because apparently, the, clearly they travel because they eat people and they can't stick anywhere for too long. So, like, they're a little bit, not disheveled, but, like, they have more, like, worn stuff than mm-hmm. these vampires with a permanent location. Um, I also like that Bella, like, I I enjoy and despise that Bella describes everyone based on how hot or not they are. <laughs> you mean, like, Harry Potter? <laughs> Yeah, like, literally, like, Harry Potter. Like, the would fuck or would not fuck list. Like, all the vampires she would definitely fuck, like, for sure. Except for the one who looked rather plain with, uh, what was it, what'd she say? Like, he has just, like, a a blonde cropped hair or something, and he looked plain. Um, That Uh, one she would not fuck. He hovered unobtrusively. Slighter than the leader, his light brown hair and regular features both nondescript. But he had the most vigilant eyes, which, you know, we find out later. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder why. And she they also notes don't that their have, eyes have a burgundy color. Which is super cool. I'm like, ooh, do, like, non-vegetarian vampires have red eyes? That's mm-hmm. would be That would be super cool. And I'm wondering how bright their eyes get. Because, I mean, they say they're not hungry. Mm-hmm. But, like, they're a burgundy color. And maybe they fade into black. And then once they they like bright red or something mm-hmm. i'm I mean, excited to see that <laughs> based on the way the gold eyes work that follows exactly. logically um so they you know talk to carlisle the obvious leader because he steps forward they're just saying like hey like thought that we heard a game um so there's laurent victoria and james uh and then carla introduces so french <laughs> yeah uh carla introduces everybody um and he is specific to, like, kind of pair people together, so he's not drawing attention to any one person. Cough, cough, Bella. Right. Cough, cough. <laughs> yep. And, you know, the apparently vampires all just like baseball, because Laurent's like, oh, like, do you have room for a few more players? We'd love to join. I'm like, is this vampire culture? <laughs> yeah, they just, like, they when they all meet up, they have to play their game Because the reason that they turned is because they heard them playing baseball, and they were like, oh, let's go check it out. <laughs> so I guess uh, it's officially vampire culture. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> America's favorite pastime. <laughs> Vampire's favorite pastime. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, Daddy Carl is quick to be like, no, we're just finishing up. Like, you know, hint, hint. Are you planning to stay in the area for long? Um, 
they say no, uh, the tense atmosphere subsides. This is where Jasper's power actually really shows its, like, incredible importance yeah. when it comes to moments like this, where there's actually hostile, well, potentially hostile vampires nearby, and he can keep things calm. Um, so I really like that, that there's, you know, she it's not confirmed. She guesses that Jasper is using his gift. I, I mean... You know, um, he must be. He must be, right? Because <laughs> it moves very calm, very quickly um, mm-hmm. into, like, a civil conversation. And, you know, they're asking, so, like, how the fuck are you, like, hanging out here all the time? Like, you live here permanently? What's the deal with that? Blah, yeah, blah, and blah. James and Victoria are shocked about the idea of the word home. Yeah. Because clearly they, they, they don't know about their different lifestyles yet. Mm-hmm. Um, And they're sort of starting to, like, hang out and... Laurent's like, we ate it out just outside of Seattle. And he's like, so chill about it. And Bella's like, fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah, she's like, I know what the f- I know what they mean when they say ate. They, they ate a person. They ate, they ate a human person. <laughs> I'm a human person. <laughs> um, there's such a, this is like such an odd comment to make, but like, I haven't read these books in so long, but I forgot that he says um, that they began the hunt all the way down from Ontario. And I'm like, they came from Canada? <laughs> like i guess so because ontario is like way east side um of like the u.s and so they came all the way across all the way over to washington um and then they're going north again right that's a long that's a long way to run around but yeah and then they're gonna all the time and you never sleep like why not just run around across the country yeah and they're heading back north again after that so i'm assuming back up into canada so then you know they're just sort of hanging and he's like carlisle's just sort of casually saying emmett and alice can go with edward and bella to get the jeep you know we're just chill like come over to our house we can hang out talk about our vegetarian lifestyle uh very hipster of him yeah and then all of a sudden three things seem to happen simultaneously bella's hair ruffled with the breeze edward stiffened and james suddenly whipped his head around scrutinizing me his nostrils flaring and then everyone loses their mind yeah (laughs) and like james and edward square up oh my god i know (laughs) they're like snarling at each other and bella is for the first time feeling like full-on fear chills from the crown of her head to the back of her heels like a full head to toe like holy shit and mm-hmm. I could just, like, she's seeing them basically go feral at this point. Like, this is, like, they're ready to attack each other. Holy shit. Yeah. And <laughs> I love this. Laurent's like, oh, what's this? You brought a snack. <laughs> he's just so chill about it, too. And he's like, oh, for me, so kind. <laughs> and Edward does not like that. He snarls even more ferociously his lip curling above his glistening bared teeth. And Laurent steps yes. back. Yeah, and it's it's funny because in a normal context, calling someone a snack would be a high compliment. Uh-huh. But, but right now it's like, no, he actually wants to eat you. <laughs> and Daddy Carl's like, nope, nope, she's with us. And, you know, he's like, what? But, but, but she's human. That's food. It's so, it's so funny because I'm just imagining him sounding like a little, like just the name Laurent makes me think that he's like a little bit like 
pompous in like some way and so i can just imagine being but she's human like i should be allowed this kind of like like a a a lucius malfoy type of character lucius malfoy x gilderoy lockhart type vibe uh and Emmett then also like chimes in like yeah she's with us like don't fucking touch her we will fight you and uh things appear to cool down and he's like oh like I guess we have a lot to learn and then Edward's like we gotta dip and he's like let's go his voice is low and bleak and she has been the whole time rooted in place terrified into absolute immobility that Edward even has to like you know, kind of grip her to be like, let's let's start moving. Um, and Alice, yeah, this... Alice and Emmett also follow behind. Yep. And so they run back to the jeep. Um, he puts Bella in the back, which is really funny. <laughs> like, she's a child. <laughs> she's lost front seat privileges. <laughs> and then it also says that Edward was growling something too fast for me to understand, but it sounded like, it sounded a lot like a string, string of profanities. For fanties. <laughs> And I wrote, let Edward say fuck. Let Edward say fuck. Also, let Edward fuck. That too, but don't kill Bella. (laughs) No no, uh, lethal nuts. But yeah, we're back to them having like super, super like fast conversation where like Bella's not catching half of it because apparently they don't just run fast. They also talk super fast, which I'm not sure how that works with like sound and human speech. But yeah. <laughs> we're just going to accept it because that's sure we don't have any choice at this point. So then they just decide to kidnap Bella, which mm-hmm. is fun and cool and exciting. <laughs> yeah, they just go, we have to get you far away from here far away right now and she's like what what are you talking about like bring me home like it's it's insane like it goes from zero to 100 so fast like you do not see this coming yeah I actually stopped taking notes for a while because I was just intensely reading a lot of this because everything was happening so fast all like there was a lot more dialogue Mm -hmm. like exciting dialogue so I just forgot to take notes for forever (laughs) Because I was just like, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Ah! Yeah, I don't have any... So excited to have plot. I really don't have many many more notes because it was just like, oh, plot's happening. Real real plot exactly. is happening. Um, and I'm interested. Yeah, so they're freaking out. Yeah, Bella keeps saying that she has to be taken back. She's saying, you can't do this to me. And also, you can't do this to yourself because if Charlie doesn't see me home, if I don't go home, Charlie will call the FBI. He knows I'm with you. They'll Mm -hmm. be all over your family. And you guys will have to hide again. And she's like, it's sort of that. She also says, you're not ruining everything over me. Like, you're not doing this over me. Which is interesting because her life, I mean, I guess she doesn't necessarily know that her life's at stake yet. I mean, in a couple paragraphs she knows. Yeah. But, like, she's absolutely being like, I don't want your life ruined because of something with me. Mm -hmm. Which is really fascinating and, like, kind of shows that interesting codependency like yeah sort of prioritizing the other over themselves type thing that we've seen yeah and so they um so edward finally explains because we're just getting like oh like they figured out she's human so like let's get her away and you're just thinking oh yeah like you know they obviously like have recognized she's human they seem to be pretty eagerly almost literally chomping at the bit like we need to get her out of here quickly before something happens But we now learn that it's more to it than that. It's not just, oh, like, you know, she's a human and she's nearby and now I kind of want to eat her. Um, Edward explains um, that he's a tracker 
And Bella's like, I don't, I don't know what that means. Um, so we learned that a tracker is basically a vampire who, where like tracking and the hunt is his obsession. Like his favorite thing to do is to choose a victim or, you know, a meal, a snack perhaps, <laughs> and track them down until like he kills them. Like he just won't stop. Which is some serial killer shit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's like, and, like, for them, it's sort of a different thing because for them, that's, like, their food. It's, like, a hunter, a tracker, like, wanting a specific prey, which is, like, sort of a little bit less weird. But still, it's, like, like they look similar. They're both, like, people, even though mm-hmm. one of them is a vampire. So it is absolutely some serial killer-ass shit. It's, like, he targets a specific person or likes a specific type of person that he always fixates on and then once he gets that person in his head he has to kill her or them or whatever yeah which is creepy as hell (laughs) oh it's terrifying um and you know um what's it called alice says like you know edward just pull over pull over and he says like how long do you think it'll take him to cross her scent um his plan was already set before the words were out of Laurent's mouth. So as soon as he figured out this person was a human and, like, for some reason protected by vampires, he's like, this is going to be a fun hunt. Like, I want to, I want to, I'm going to do this. Um, and so, you know, Bella puts this together and is like, you can't leave Charlie here when you just said my scent is all over town. He's going to immediately go to Charlie's house and probably kill him. And this is the point at which you go, oh, yes, because Edward is dumb and his obsession only extends as far as Bella and not her actual, like, immediate circle of friends and family who are also humans and at risk. Yeah, 100%. And I mean, they've talked about how you, like, sometimes, like, they sometimes kill someone on the way or, like, they have to get people out of the way. And, like, Edward talked about how he, like, considered, like, he was like, oh, I could have just killed that receptionist and then killed you. Like, so clearly they leave trails of people, even mm-hmm. if they're not drinking from them, they kill people or have, like, additional drinks. Yeah, or so it's to, like, like this cover isn't... up their tracks, basically, Yeah, in some so way. this isn't, like, an unknown thing, like... Mm-hmm. And Edward's saying, like, you know, there's no options, like, we just have to go, and Bella's screaming that she's not leaving Charlie, which is completely valid, like, if a vampire is hunting her, like, she's like, I'm not just fucking leaving. Um, so... He's like, Edward goes, you know, but we don't have a choice. Like, he's going to hunt her until, like, she is dead. Or, you know, we'd have to kill him. And Emmett's like, all right, let's fucking do it. Like, he's, he's ready like, to throw hands. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love it. Because he's like, he has no real, I mean, he has He doesn't some... have that much, like, personal stake in the Exactly, thing. but he is totally down to throw down for Bella. And, I like, know. for Edward and for his family and through his family for Bella, which I think is super, just so rad. I think it's awesome. Oh, yeah, like, I love him. random Emmett. buff guy. I love <laughs> just, him like, so down much. to clown. He's such a bro. Like, just, like, would die for you. Like, would fucking take a bullet for you. Like, I love him so much. Yes. And, uh, so, oh, go ahead. And then I love this because, you know, Edward is being, like, really unnecessarily angry, and he's, like, being, there's no other option, and Alice is, like, there is another option. <laughs> it's like, and it's like, oh, listen to her. She can see the future. <laughs> like, and she's like, there's other things we can do. I can probably see it. And Edward's like, no. <laughs> uh, 
But also, I don't know what she's thinking. Oh, you? I was going to ask. Do you know what she's thinking? No. No, okay. I don't. Because, I mean, like, of course. I mean, there's also the other option of, like, I mean, if she means to let him kill Bella, then that's an L. <laughs> Is that what she's thinking? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. That's fine. We can leave it. Um, that's okay. What is she thinking? I mean, I don't know if it's a spoiler or not, but okay, I just thought it's, I just thought I just think it's like an obvious like third option where, you know, either James dies, Bella dies, or option number three. What like Edward dies? No. <laughs> okay, never mind. Bella dies. Wait, hold on. Bella dies. James dies. No one dies. Correct. Ah. Okay, so I was right. Yeah. She- <laughs> never mind. <laughs> took me a bit i get it i mean do you i'm not sure that you fully get it it's fine we'll move on okay (laughs) uh so bella comes up with a plan and she's like you know i can't leave and essentially be kidnapped because that's what's happening here uh without going back to talking to charlie first or seeing him first because he's immediately going to be like oh like fucking edward took her uh, which, you know, oldest, oldest story in the book, right? Some creepy dude, uh, steals the, the girl and some weird shit happens. Um, so she says that she's going to tell her dad that she wants to go back home to Phoenix and that, you know, she doesn't want to live here anymore and that Edward has to stay behind so that Charlie never gets suspicious of him and Bella can go with you know, somebody else, or, well, she says alone, but, um, Alice is like, uh, no, not alone. Um, but yeah, so she's, yeah, so she's gonna go, and that way, there's no suspicion on Edward, it looks like Bella left, like, just of her own volition, like, she got tired of Forks, which is a reasonable story, and, you know, Charlie doesn't have to worry about her, and she can run away wherever the hell she wants. Which is, okay, this is just crazy, because, Two pages ago, we were playing baseball, and two pages later, Bella is uprooting her entire life to go on the run from a vampire. And I'm just like, I like, I feel like I, everything's a mess, and I don't know what's happening, and everything's suddenly different, and I'm stressed. <laughs> a lot, a lot of nothing happens, and then a lot of everything happens. Yes, and like within pages, I'm like, we were all hanging out, and suddenly like everything is happening, and I don't, I don't know what's going on. Um, yeah, there was, I literally put a note that there was so much taken that I forgot to take notes. (laughs) (laughs) And Emmett, like, insults Bella's, um, intelligence by being like, oh, oh, that's actually a pretty good plan. (laughs) Like, he's, like, so (laughs) doubtful that she can come up with something. Uh, Emmett is hilarious. Uh, what a bro. (laughs) So, Edward agrees to the plan, um, and he says, you are leaving tonight, I don't care if the tracker sees this and sees the whole plan or not. You tell Charlie that you cannot stand it here and tell him whatever story works. And he says, I don't care what he says to you. You have 15 minutes. 15 minutes from the time you cross the doorstep. And this is like very much like, oh, like it's so rushed. Like, I don't care what happens. You need to get out in 15 minutes because we can't risk like, James getting here before we have the chance to leave like you have to get out in that much time but at the same time his I don't care what he says to you is so callous like it's just like I don't fucking care what Charlie says or if he makes you feel guilty or you make you feel sad we're fucking leaving regardless yeah which is 
just crazy. And I know that, like, obviously she has to leave regardless, but can mm-hmm. she, like, try to, like, like, she should be allowed to have this conversation and also be allowed to process these this terrible yeah. thing that she has to do. Yeah. But I do I'm, understand, like, there is so much picture. urgency behind <laughs> this, and it is bigger picture. There's literally someone tr- coming to actually kill her, like a full-on serial killer. It's just, it, it sounds very harsh, but, like, I guess I do have to put myself in the moment of, like, he is coming imminently. This isn't, like, a in case he comes. This is, we know he's coming after you. You need to get in or get out. I don't care what the conversation is. You have to, you have this much time, and that's all I can give you. So yeah. I, I do get it. Like, it sounds harsh, but I think you have to be harsh in order to, like, the graveness of this reality, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So Goodness. so much happens. Yeah, this. it's it's so much. Uh, and Edward says, like, if the tracker's already there, then we keep driving. Like, there's no choice. You don't get to stop. Um, luckily, Alice is there, and she's like, no, we're going to make it there before him. Uh, so Edward accepts that. Um, and then she... they have to grapple with the fact that Edward can't come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, what, what, what do you, wait, I can't come? And she's like nope uh gotta gotta make an alibi which (laughs) is very valid and um you know alice volunteers that she and jasper will take bella um so alice and jasper time coming up like haven't haven't had a lot of other vampire time besides edward yes i'm i'm excited about that especially because i mean we've seen some of alice but we've seen practically nothing of jasper which is because like Edward specifically told Jasper to, like, stay back a little bit because he's mm-hmm. the newest. But, like, still, we haven't seen him. We haven't seen much of Alice either. And so I'm very excited for this road trip. <laughs> and she says, like, you know, you only have to hang out for a week. And then Edward's like, absolutely not. <laughs> like, just from his expression. She's like, okay, you only have to hang out here for a few days. <laughs> and then you can just come find me and we can go wherever the hell you want. And yeah. her next part of this pretty genius plan is to say phoenix and he's like what you just said that you were gonna go to phoenix like that's stupid she's like he's not gonna expect that i actually go where i say i'm gonna go like make it sound (laughs) like it's obviously like a ruse and we'll go there anyway and you know and and it's (laughs) like she's she's diabolical (laughs) (laughs) it's so good and yeah and then you know, he's like, but what if that doesn't work? Bella points out the population of Phoenix is huge. And she says she's not going to go home. And she says, I'm quite old enough to get my own place. Which is so... Yeah, you You're have 17. No money. But she's 17. Can That's you get true. your own place? No, you need a parent to sign on like a lease or something. That's true. She's literally not old enough to get her own place. Like, this is such a weird argument. Yeah, this is why I'm thinking like this is not going to go through all the way for whatever reason, because like, there's no way that that, that Stephanie Meyer thought this through enough. And like, she would actually get her own place at 17. Like that doesn't make sense. So my prediction is that this isn't all going to end out the way <laughs> that she thinks it's going to end out. Cause that is just that nonsensical. Yeah. And you know, Edward makes fun of the fact that Alice is going to be there. And he's like, what are you going to do in Phoenix? Like the sunniest place in friggin' the United States. And she just goes, stay oh indoors. <laughs> it's so good. 
<laughs> Which is kind of besides the point anyways, because Bella just said, like, they're only going to be there for a few days in the first place, and Edward is going to meet up with her. So, like, I don't really get this whole argument of, like, I'll find my own place or something. Like, they can literally go anywhere yeah. after that, can't they? Whatever. Yeah, they can just, like, they can get a hotel for a little bit. <laughs> Mm, get a hotel. Mm. Oh my god, I meant her with, like, Alice and Jasper. <laughs> uh, yeah. None uh, of that. <laughs> okay, here's my final gripe with this chapter. Um, as they pull up to uh, Bella's house, Edward says, If you let anything happen to yourself, anything at all, I'm holding you personally responsible. Do you understand that? What? I know. Okay. The th- this is, the thing is, like, uh, <laughs> I just, like, it's, be- it's, it's because of this sort of ongoing joke that's not a joke, but is a joke between them, where they're, like, Bella's gets into trouble, and she does get into trouble, and it's almost like she, like, draws it to herself, and it's, like, as if it's her fault. But, like, up until, like, you sort of think that that's a joke, and he's not being, like, yeah. actually properly serious. So for him to say it in a serious context, like, where mm-hmm. she could actually die, it's very interesting. Because I I sort of read this, and I was like, this is kind of weird, but is he, like, still doing being that playful, joking? Where not... it's like, you know, lol, don't fall into the ocean, like, you know, don't, yeah. don't trip and die. And but... I'm, I'm just... I'm just wondering if it's more of that, like, it's sort of like that, but it's in, like, a graver situation where it's clearly, like more serious and he's basically just telling her to be careful but it's, it's just, just the way like the wording really, is like yeah it's a really unfortunate wording because it's hard for me to read it as any sort of tone other than like don't like don't be dumb if anything happens i'm holding you responsible okay it just it doesn't fit the tone of like mm-hmm. the scene that's happening um like it fits the tone of the fact that he's very serious but it doesn't fit the tone overall if it's not supposed to be interpreted as like literally blaming her if something happens to her if she accidentally gets killed by james as if it's her fault somehow yeah exactly like victim blaming to the extreme Um, i don't know i just don't like this line it feels really inappropriate um yeah i i agree i see where it was trying to be worked in but yeah i do agree that it yeah it fits this pattern of like you know don't don't be dumb don't don't you go dying on me like i know you're very accident prone because that's the whole joke because like you're so accident prone you'll end up dying from something stupid but yeah i don't know this is such a serious life-threatening moment for him to be like if you let anything happen to yourself i'm holding you personally responsible do you understand that and she says yes i gulped like that's not a playful interaction yeah no Oh, <laughs> so yeah, he asks if Jasper can handle it, and Alice is like, "Give him some goddamn credit." And then he asks <laughs> if you can handle this, which is uh, an interesting question to pose. Um, and he says his final parting words are, "Keep your opinions to yourself." Yeah, and I just want to know her opinions, and I'm hoping that like this culminates in like you know when you're on a road trip and it's like hour five and you're sick of them by now, yeah. Like because it's just been going on a little too long and you haven't had enough pee breaks, <laughs> and then like you guys will get in this big argument that is like nothing, and you reveal all these like ridiculous things oh, that yeah, like you, you don't even know were an like, issue. Your deep personal issues that suddenly yeah, and it's out. like and I don't like the way you brush your teeth. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's gonna be something like that. <laughs> Yeah, I just, I, I think it, it speaks to something interesting to come, where he's specifically asking if Alice can handle this and to keep her opinions to herself. So it's like, 
what opinions. Like, I thought she, mm-hmm. like, it, she made it pretty clear earlier on that she approves of the relationship, she likes Bella, so what opinions? Yeah. So I, I think that she likes Bella. My prediction is that she likes Bella and that she likes this relationship, but she sees something in the future that makes her think that it's not a good idea for whatever reason or... Mm-hmm. She know she sees something in the future about Bella that makes her question her or something something about her something future, future powers. related. Right? <laughs> that makes yeah. sense for why he would be like you know keep your thoughts to yourself whatever, because um, she would have more insight into the future. Right. And uh, so in that store. yeah so that wraps up these two chapters. Um, pretty stoked for the next ones because now we have plot, we've got action, we've got I know life threatening situations. I'm so excited. Yeah. So that'll be that for this episode? Yeah. I guess so. Ah, I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) We're so bad at ending episodes. What are we even saying? I know. I don't know. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, I don't know. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Unbitten. If you want to get in contact with us, follow us on our new Twitter at UnbittenPod. And for now, the rest is still unbitten.